Hey, welcome to Make It So So, a podcast about the not-so-good episodes of Star Trek. Welcome to our Season 3 kickoff episode, Justice, which is Episode 7 of Season 1 of Star Trek, The Next Generation. When Wesley is forced to submit to a harsh punishment on an idyllic world, Picard must face breaking the Prime Directive to save the boy's life. But first, my name's Newman. Hey, I'm Beth. I'm Dan. So guys, Justice, who wants to... uh, well, first off, welcome back to season three. Um, yeah, hey, yeah. good to see you guys. We all, we all made it. Yeah, yeah, we did. Who would like to uh, take first impressions for our for our season three kickoff? Beth, go for it. Okay. Um, not surprisingly, I love this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I figured you guys would, uh, yeah, not be surprised by that. <laughs> Next gen season one. Uh, it's a beardless Riker. Um, Absolutely. I'm curious to see what you don't like about it because I love this episode. Um, although it is wacky and bizarre and we have plenty, to sh- plenty to say, I'm sure. Yeah. Dan, what are your thoughts? Um, I, okay. So Star Trek just can't get out of its own way. I think <laughs> there is a good episode in here that was ruined by a lot of really bad. So... Yeah, that's my that's my general general thought. I think that's fair. Yeah. Newman? All right. Yeah, um I love this episode. <laughs> but it's terrible. Like this <laughs> does that make sense? Like it's it's Yes. I I love everything about it. It's why we do this podcast is it, mm-hmm. this this kind of episode is a prime example. It's like big ideas. Yes. Um, you know. Yeah. Um horrible yet great fashion. Um, so I, I love it for what it is, but it's also terrible. Like I'm just gonna, I mean, this is a very old episode. So I'm just, there's like, you know, I'm not going to say spoilers or anything, but, um, I have a real issue with the ending of this episode Mm because yes, there's no resolution. It's just like, well, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But yeah. okay. most Star Trek things at least end. This one kind of just like fizzles tough cookies and then they just yeah. peace out. So and they fly away. Um, yeah. but that was very interesting for, you know, huh. uh, a heady episode that mm-hmm. I don't think they knew how to finish it. Yeah, so. I think this one suffered from a lot of the same problems that we see in a lot of the episodes we review in that. um they have a big idea and yeah. they don't understand. There's not a great way to resolve it. And then they do all the resolving in like the last two minutes of the episode. Yeah, they drive it home with some like, yeah. yeah, with like some very big sort of like monologue slash dialogue mm-hmm. that sort of brings it all together. But you're also like, wait, that I don't, that doesn't connect fully for me. Um, and then wrap up in like 30 seconds. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Which oh, so, is interesting. So about the, uh, yeah. the monologuing, I, I got like a distinct sense and I don't really know much about where the world was when this was being shot, but uh, mm-hmm. I felt like they were really trying to make scenes f- to, to win them some kind of award. Oh, like sure. Some like overly <laughs> serious dramatic things that it, it just didn't really fit with the tone of the scenes before and after it. It just yes. seemed like they're trying to get, uh, Picard, uh, what's his name? That guy. Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Pa- Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's some kind yeah. of, uh, Andy? I, is that, is that for TV? Yeah. I totally agree. They, they like, they were really resting on his like Shakespearean laurels to really yeah. kind yeah. of yeah. deliver yeah. them. So, yeah. cause I mean, he, he has some serious early Star Trek 
season one like monologues in this one that are yeah pretty good <laughs> uh, also like speak, i hadn't thought about this before but i'm glad you mentioned like sort of tonality of the whole episode because yeah that like it's hard to take a lot of the episodes seriously um just based on like one mostly how everyone's walking around how they're dressed really and yes. then yes. um and then yeah and then couple it with this like very serious idea of a very big heady concept of you know the, the title justice um right. and then like try to reconcile those two things is really hard to do and i don't i don't know if it was overly successful and that's part of the reason why it's considered bad yeah um but yeah. i mean i th- so it's not surprising that next gen is my favorite series of all of them but and then season one in particular because they're just wacky and fun and i think i have like a lot of fondness for them in general absolutely which is why i don't hate it but yeah definitely it's a great great exemplar of of kind of a lot of the episodes that we've covered thus far although i will say it's not even near as bad as many of the things that we have covered oh no 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 oh yeah Yeah, yeah. this is a a gold standard compared to some of the other oh my god yeah Yeah, pretty much like anything in voyager (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. anyway so you want to start us yeah their story newman yeah so um the cold open you know i i love season one cold opens because they like last Mm -hmm. a really long time and i'm talking about like like the opening shots it's like here's the majestic ship flying through space it's like they're still trying to get trying to get like the viewer kind of used to like you know it's a star Mm -hmm. trek again so i I just like that feeling of these (laughs) these cold opens um the Enterprise has recently dropped off some colonists to start a new colony in a nearby, um, no, same star system, nearby planet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And along the way, they have discovered a, another Class M planet, which Picard states is inhabited and unusually lovely. Mm-hmm. And the life forms are almost identical to us. And when he says that, they are human like this yeah, like yeah. there's no makeup was attempted in this episode like yeah. i feel like they did the, have some wacky wigs but true, the makeup true. yeah i feel like people. the fashion was the was the makeup in this episode yes um and so i i i have one observation so when Riker's away team comes back to the bridge when they uh after first meeting with the uh people mm-hmm. um Riker totally like had sex, right? With like See, oh, the the people I already. Tasha no. did too. Yeah, maybe? Tasha totally did too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, they imply that with the opening. Yes, yes. They come back and they are just like grinning, maybe even Jordy. Yeah, and they're talking about how great everything is, and oh my god, you guys are gonna love it. But later on, it they kind of the the aliens, the Edo. Yeah, the Edo. Edo, Edo. Yeah, Edo. Edo. Yeah. Uh, Edo, whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna call him Edo. That's fine. Edo, uh, ask Riker if he would enjoy play playing at love, which I believe is sex. Yeah, right. Yeah, which means that they didn't earlier. Oh man, see, because they or were giving some like hard looks, like they already had. Exactly. But, but I don't yeah, know. <laughs> I don't know. I know. So I, they I, say, just to clarify too, 
uh, Picard sends an away team down yeah. prior to this point to check out the planet. They come back. They come back to the bridge. They're still in cold, cold opening. Mm-hmm. And they're describing the people there. And they say, you know, they're lovely. They have some unusual puritanical things. But like they said, they're very neat and tidy and, right. you know, very adherent to their laws and, and customs. But they also like, uh, what do they say? Make love at the drop of a hat. And then Tasha chimes in any hat like it's so exactly so she totally did right like i mean she totally that's not that that doesn't add anything to i don't yeah this the phrase oh my god that, yeah <laughs> like at the drop of a hat but not ugly hats yeah like, 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 <laughs> her emphasis didn't make any sense yeah I mean, it came, anyway, I got what okay. she meant. I, I, I had not considered this until you just said that. So they sent an away team, mm-hmm. which looked mm-hmm. like it was Tasha and Riker and maybe a and couple other people. Worf, Jordy, I, think. I think. I think Worf. Yeah. Worf. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they sent another one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> also, they, they wanted to check it out twice. I sort of take issue that, with yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> this whole premise, too, because they just dropped off people to start a new Federation colony mm-hmm. close by. Yeah. They And they didn't know that there were other M-class planets in this star system that were inhabited. Right. Shouldn't they have known that? already yes absolutely okay. and, and it's it's a perfectly like earth-like planet like i mean it, yeah like, this they might wouldn't have well... investigated that one for establishing a colony yeah so i mean yeah there's, well, there's no answer no, for they that. Want to establish a colony that. on the uninhabited place and this one was inhabited right yeah but i'm saying like when they usually when you're scouting places to start human colonies you would check out all the planets in the star system that sounds i agree time consuming like yeah, uh, but star clusters. Can it should be, be time consuming, like, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. They found a suitable yeah. planet before they searched all of them. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it wasn't, it's, I mean, I don't know. It's it just very, seems like it's very convenient. I'll, yes, I'll put, I'll put it that way. Anyways, all right. Um, so, um, at the end of our cold up open, I, I believe we're we're there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Picard delivers. The line that just sets this whole thing up to not be taken seriously. Right. Mm -hmm. And he said, I just hope it's not too good to be true. Dun, dun, dun. Which, of course. (laughs) Very heavy handed because that's to tell the audience, it really is too good to be true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like you already knew there was going to be an issue. Right. Because it's a, to have to have some kind of conflict. But he had to like remind everyone, like, hold on. Maybe it's not perfect. Like, uh, right. okay, <laughs> thanks. And it's it's thanks, really John. strange because we haven't even met the race yet. So it's like, yeah, the viewer knows nothing. So it's kind of it's kind of like like you know we don't we don't even know that they look like humans yet. So it's like they could be yeah. slug people. I, I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. this weird yeah. weird thing to say at that point. So we should mention too um, that um, prior to the end of the cold open, uh, Doctor Crusher comes on board and says like, hey, you know. Everyone keeps saying this is great, and I've been recommending for a while that our crew get shore leave yeah. because setting up that colony was really hard and, you know, not really what our crew or ship was designed to do, and everyone's sort of stressed out. So please mm-hmm. let us take shore leave. So Picard says, okay, I'll consider it, but I want another away team to go down. And this yeah. time, Wesley, you're going to go with them because I want you to um, scout it out for other young people yeah, and see like- if it's sort of suitable for young people on the ship to go as well. But yeah, she so said crazy. something. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. 
Because yeah. uh, everyone's talking basically about how this is going to be a giant orgy. Right. Yes. And yeah. then immediately Dr. <laughs> Crusher is like, we should also send our kids. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think she's trying to get her son laid. Maybe she realizes that it'll Absolutely. be hard for him. Because he's a nerd. <laughs> the next thing said after, you know, and they, they'll have sex at the drop of a hat is, oh, it's, it's probably good for kids too. Yeah. Like, yeah, right. Why would you make that connection? And, and Wesley's face just like lights up. Like he's yes. like, oh boy, I'm going to like touch boobies or something. You know, like it's, it's so good. Which is weird. Cause I mean, no, I mean, that's not weird. Totally, like teenage yeah. boy right. thinking yeah. about sex. Shocking, but everything he does later on in the episode is kind of against that. Yeah, Wesley's such a weird he's a character. Kid. Like he's so <laughs> yeah. weird. Um, yeah, I mean, Doctor Crusher's the mom, so and she's how, very. How, how good could you turn out? She's very yeah. mom in, in this this one. I mean, yes, she, she is I like, actually. Yeah. I felt like her role in this episode was sort of out of character for her, but you could understand. Yeah, like you can understand but what yeah, right. But yeah, she yeah, was very was non Doctor Crusher. Very yeah. very less matter of fact in this one. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about a number of times too about episodes we've covered in season one and season two on how they're still figuring out a lot of the characters, and this is definitely the case for this episode. Totally. Like yeah. there were definitely some data things they were still working on and Worf and, and yeah. uh, Tasha as well. So um but we'll get that. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah. So I think that covers the cold open, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Right. Um, so so they beam down to the to the planet. Um, they meet the Edo. Um, I should know these two characters' main names, uh, but oh, I don't. One of them is Riven. <laughs> Riven. Yeah, Riven and Li- Li- Liatra. Li- Li- Latara. Uh, I don't know. Their, their names don't don't, don't matter ever. So it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't remember actually. Yeah. There and like they immediately run up to Riker and to Tasha and just start like hugging on them hardcore. Um, yeah. Like. Like, Pretty central embrace. Yeah, definitely. very yes, definitely. Very central <laughs> embrace. Um, and they kind of just like go down the row, like, "Oh, Worf, you're a you're a big one," and, <laughs> and like and like Wesley's like, "Oh, you're you must be a youth." I um, don't mm-hmm. uh, no, It's just it's really good. And there, there's some great yes. quotes in this scene. Um, like I wrote this down as probably the most awkward scene in TV broadcast history. It's really awkward. What? <laughs> what? There's a, there's a like... time when they talk about running, like, and Riker's like, yeah, uh, that's the custom here, running. Like, he, yeah. that's, that's well, actually a line also... that was said. Like, what? Who wrote that? No, I think <laughs> like, said too, like, when they first if, see if them. humans can run. Right. Like, yeah, yeah can you run? Wesley's like, of course we can run. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's so it was... Very out of place. I don't when know they first why see the two characters right. as well, Riker's like, they certainly are fit. And then yeah. you can see Troy is like a little annoyed by it because they're, they've been hinting at like their prior relationships, you know? She's like, mm-hmm. yeah, they certainly are. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Troy is like, I know her, the common trope of her like saying what everyone already knows, pretending to yeah. be insightful. Yeah. It's like extra thick in this episode. Oh, yeah. Yes. When, like uh, what, oh uh, when Crusher first come in, comes in and says like hey we need shore leave, mm-hmm. uh, right before she says that basically Crusher runs in and then Troy says I think Crusher has something important to say, yes. right? It's like <laughs> yeah okay obviously because she showed up on the bridge yeah 
Yeah. And then in this one, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Riker says uh, they certainly are fit, and she just repeats his exact words. Right. They yeah, but I are. think she like, means it as like. I know. I You're just, looking at these ladies. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, but, but I mean, she, she, she even goes further because she's like, they seem friendly and not hostile. And yeah. of course they're not because they're like hugging on you and like being friendly. I mean, like anyone yeah. could have known that. It's just, it's very funny. I don't know. Yeah. But the, the expression, um, so they, these people go down and they hug each of the characters like down the line. Essentially. Yeah. It's like, it's more of an embrace than a hug, I would say. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a lot of like sniffing happening yes. like smelling yes. oh yeah no, they, smelling. They, uh, smell oh, some yeah. necks for sure oh yeah, yeah definitely yeah um and each they show each character's like face as they're doing it and they're all meant to be like a ooh, mm-hmm. like, like sort of uncomfortable but also enjoying it like oh, yeah. it's very strange oh, I, don't, um, I don't even know if we've mentioned it. it's it's kind of hard to because i know like what is in our heads because mm-hmm. we just watched this episode but like mm-hmm. just for the listeners in case you don't know the ito um, collectively, as a planet, are probably using ten square feet of cloth yes. for yes. their clothes. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, yes. So it's just like a lot of side boob, a I'm, lot of no uh, bras. Yeah, no, no, oh, no. Yeah. no bras at all. Which, for a running society, mm-hmm. you would have thought yeah. dangerous. They would yes, figure yes. out, figure yes. that out. Maybe it's like super firm cloth. Like you, I know also. What I mean? It's stated not. while watching <laughs> this that they the costume department must have went through like miles of tape to hold oh, everyone's yeah. clothes on their bodies because oh, and like yes. i can't tell if they filmed this episode and made all the costumes in like a day um because there's some weird inconsistencies among all of them and like you can tell some of them are just like kind of tacked on their bodies <laughs> like the yeah. people are wearing barely any any clothes right. at all it's, the, it's very like the uh men wear like a very thin v around their shoulders and down to the mid chest and then another just to like, expose the nipples inverted v like meets at the chest and then goes down to the crotch so it's just yes. they're wearing like an x on their chest and that's it yeah yes nipples yeah. are out it's it's pretty amazing the women have a very similar costume but the x does cover the nipples whereas the men it doesn't essentially but like right. you can look at it and they'll have two characters in the same costume so like later on we see two uniformed characters for instance and where they meet in the middle <laughs> is different on each costume right. so it's like i think there were two people who had to make a hundred costumes in like a day I so they probably just right. like yes. cut out the fabric and then draped them on all the characters and they said okay everybody film mm-hmm. um luckily the children that you see have a bit more clothing yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but yes. not much they probably yes. couldn't get away yes. with those this the children uh, TV and I think two elderly ladies are wearing much more cloth than everyone else. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Which is sort of sad. But that yeah. makes sense. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't I know. I get it. But um, the, uh, uh, the women show a lot of ass cheeks, too. There's a yes. lot of, a lot the of men as well. super yes. low-cut uh, skirts in this yes. one for the for the female ego. yeah and they're not even really like pants like you can tell i think no one was wearing any underwear of any kind so they probably were just planning on throwing all these away after shooting oh yeah um because the pants are like the thigh slits are slit literally to like the string that goes around the body right so in both men and women <laughs> it's so okay. it's like you see full-on butt cheek essentially yeah. yeah all the way up the thigh for each one and then on the men, it's like I don't know how to describe. How do you describe the front of the costumes? It's guys? just uh, <laughs> like, well, it's it's essentially built 
to showcase the uh, male camel toe. Okay. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which didn't, didn't know. I, have, I have heard the term moose knuckle to describe that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I, just because uh, I think uh, I'd heard that term before, just, just to make sure I, I wasn't coming up with this, I did look it up and okay. Urban Dictionary <laughs> backed me up. Good, good. But even funnier is that there is a premium Canadian sportswear, uh, like luxury <laughs> jackets and stuff. Mm-hmm called moose knuckle which okay. i i can't even tell if they know or not <laughs> they must but they have to know I guess it'd be funnier <laughs> if they made like bathing suits yeah if they yeah, made jackets right. <laughs> anyway uh, it's uh it is very it's probably the most prominent that yes yeah. like one testicle on one side yeah. one testicle on the other mm-hmm. super uncomfortable looking i've ever seen it Anywhere, much less on cable TV. television. Right. Yeah. It I mean, was, I'm yeah. glad you helped me with the scientific terminology for what that is. I mean, that was, here for. <laughs> that was a very good Dan's deep dive early, too. That was, yes. very, that's very good. Yeah, very good. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so like, so they're walking. Well, they're they're running, not 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 walking. Yeah. They're, so they decide they have to run everywhere. They're, that's they're how running they to like the main, I guess, like command center of this of this planet. And um, mm-hmm. there's like oil rub downs happening and like couples yes. making yeah. like making out but like not just making out like making out like hardcore like porn making out um yes. and i was like how is this on tv like this is like this is crazy like especially yeah. the especially the the ass oil rub down like on that like buff guy i was <laughs> yes. like yeah what the hell i'll say like some of the guys in this episode were incredible looking Oh yeah. yes, <laughs> there yeah. were some pecs that like I don't think are physically possible. Right. <laughs> but what's funny is that the main guy they cast did not have that. He had no. Sex he was <laughs> very normal looking. Yeah. He had that so, like hairy belly, like just like yeah. The main character and the police uh-huh. were the only people on this planet that were not physically fit. Right. It's yeah. so good. It's. I mean, dumb. they weren't unfit. They just weren't like buff right. i guess they right were yeah normal they were looking people well, yeah. <laughs> everyone else is like prime schwarzenegger yes like, that's true yeah all the women were person. like incredible looking as well yeah, they all they had were, like yeah. perfect bodies mm-hmm. um which is insane yeah um but uh, yeah it's quite so, a yeah. quite a party yeah. also too frolicking you, and okay oh, you mentioned earlier newman before they go to that they say like what do you guys want to do and they i think Riker says something like oh we're here to check it out mm-hmm you know, for sure, to, if we can bring others. And they're like, oh, okay, we'll let Wesley go along and then we can play. And he's like, play? Right. Like the way he says it, it's like one eyebrow raised, like, ooh, tell me exactly what you mean. Mm-hmm. And basically they're talking about like ha- going and having sex of again course. or yeah. for the first time, who knows? Um, and then they're like, well, maybe we should check it out first. So they're like, okay, let's run to the orgy center. Yeah. Right. Which is apparently not where we have sex. <laughs> the but orgy headquarters. Watch everyone else. <laughs> right. And yeah. we'll talk it over. Yeah. So that's where they go. Good deal. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. So Wesley goes and makes some friends um, who are really dumb. But I don't know if that's just because. What? What well, do you mean? The, the kids like just don't know anything. Like. He, he he tries. Well, this is kind of jumping ahead a little, little bit, but he tries. He tries to like describe like playing ball, and it's like, what do you mean oh, playing ball? I thought he meant we. And, we need to talk about that right now. Yeah, I, I thought he meant baseball. No, well, he, I don't even think he I, meant that. I think he just meant like a ball that I can hit to 
hits you and you can catch it. Like, so, so to start up that conversation, yeah. okay. they, they try to have this hilarious comedic moment yeah. where the hot teenage girl, I guess his age, mm-hmm. uh, is oh, all yeah. like, oh yeah, this I, I want to play with you or something like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then he's like, uh, uh, I, I, I don't know. And then she's like, I, you know, I want you to play with me. So it, it would just get, goes on for a little bit. He and then, says specifically. There are some games I don't quite know yet. Right. Yes. <laughs> Which goes into your theory, Dan, of like him not really wanting to. You know yeah. what I mean? Because he's it's... like, why would you say that? Yeah. 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 But, so then, and then she's like, you know, ball. Yeah. Teach me to play ball. Yeah. And he's like, oh, hilarious. She wasn't he's saying like, that. Right. Uh, but anyway, right. Um, <laughs> he describes baseball. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, I need a stick. It needs to be this, lo- this wide, this long, whatever. And then they totally don't play baseball. Right. Uh, no. they, yeah, they, they, they run just throwing the ball to each other. Yeah. Yeah. They play sort Which of. Which is the game, I guess. Footballish. I don't know. But see, that's what I thought that their game was. But later, mm-hmm. when it shows them all running and catching, it seems mm-hmm. like Wesley taught them that game. Yeah. But like. But so, the game is just, just catch right. the ball. But like, so they didn't even know that game. Like they 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 didn't they didn't even know catch. It's like, but they had a ball. You have to know that game, right? Which doesn't make sense because Wesley caught them catch. So I, I don't know. So it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, Whatever. Just yeah. Dumb. Um. So yeah. we meet God. Yes. So obviously, God is here. <laughs> um. So here's here's where the episode loses its mind. I think. Yeah. Um, absolutely. We go back to the bridge. Um. We're still in the first act, so lots being set up. Um, there's an object that they can detect but cannot see. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're throwing out theories like, it seems like it's half in our reality, half in something else. Um, and then it just like, boom, it just shows up. Um, and it's just screen. like gigantic, huge space station. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of like fading between our reality. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, now, I don't know, like, is, is is Star Trek aware of other dimensions at this point? Um, yeah. I mean, there's, like, the mirror universe, and there's... I mean, they've they've right. met... So this... Sh- yeah. This shouldn't be shocking, right? No, but I guess they're shocked because, like, why is this huge thing at this Here. random planet? Yeah. Um, and it's okay, kind yeah. of... Yeah. Kind of never answered, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's not at all. Yeah, they don't answer <laughs> like, that question. Uh, I think it's halfway implied yeah. that this is Space Hitler. <laughs> okay, sure. So, this god is very protective of his children right. on this planet. We don't and know I don't, that yet. I don't know if we've, we've yeah. mentioned this, but uh, all of the children are super white and blonde hair, blue-eyed Aryan yes. people. That's very true. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I think it leads. To I only didn't one even put that together, but conclusion. you're totally totally right. Yeah, I didn't. Even, <laughs> he, <laughs> wow. he create he finds Hitler, yeah. Hitler in this reality. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not only survived, but became transdimensional that's... and finally created his perfect race. <laughs> wow! Oh I feel my like god, that's a, a great theory. <laughs> like, uh, like that's we a talked great about theory. the time traveling Ava Braun. Yeah, I've, like I feel like. Uh, that theory would be a great musical in the same way that time traveling Ava Braun would be. That is a great yeah. musical. An like she was actually a time cop sent back in time yeah. to kill Hitler, yeah, yeah. but fell in love fell with him instead. 
Chew it over. I'm telling you. Space God Hitler would be an amazing like Star Trek novel that someone should write. Uh, it would be an amazing <laughs> like, Star Trek episode. Someone yeah. needs to write Justice. this and put it on Amazon. <laughs> along. <laughs> someone uh, needs to put it on there on Amazon along with like Wesley Crusher Fuck Machine, fuck which machine. is available on Amazon, yeah, everyone. Which which you um, read, which you said was very good. I have read. It's um, amazing. Borgie Laborg. Borgie Laborg. Borgie Laborg is the Borg version of Jordan uh, So Anyway. I'm sorry. I, I know I skipped ahead, but essentially we can kind of detect that there's a thing there, but we can't directly observe it or whatever. Right. And then Picard says, hey, Jordy. Go physically go go to this other level on the ship and just look out the window. Right. Yes. <laughs> does this does this imply that his visor is like more powerful than the ship's sensors? His visor can see a lot of spectral like analysis. Now mm-hmm. you have you have a very valid question: Is why can't yes. the sensors do that also? Pick that up. Yeah. Uh, maybe is, he wanted is his, a like, second some like future tech that they received that they can't necessarily replicate. No, it's just I don't think so. No, it is definitely better Earth. than human eyes. Yeah, but yeah, it's, I wouldn't imagine it being better than the ship's sensors. Yeah, I mean, weird. the sensors should definitely. <laughs> I just be able love to... that he physically went over to the window to look out. Yeah. Right, like, right. This is yeah. This is supposed to be like really advanced tech for like Starfleet, right? And it's like, ah, could you like look out? Can side you go window? stick your head outside? <laughs> yeah, tell me it's how cold good. it is. And what's uh, what's yeah. funny about that is like he essentially tells them the same thing that they already know. He's like, yeah, like. It's kind of shifting between like dimensions. Like they knew that already, so he didn't really yeah, tell them true. anything. It gives them that, no useful information. Yeah, um, but Picard kind of takes it like, "Oh wow, okay, thank you, Jordy." So it's like <laughs> oh, it's just a wasted scene. Great job. Um, and oh then a little bubble leaves the space god's ship, like a little yeah. space space bubble. Um, this happens a lot. And especially in the first season where like things yes. fly through the ship and they and we, we and we see like the reactions of the crew. Um, yes. So it's just like it's going through the ship, flying, um, eventually comes onto the bridge and it, uh, yells, state the purpose of what you have done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, so it's, I thought this was a good, like, effective scene showing, like, sure. how superior and advanced this thing is. Right. That they they were kind of defenseless against it. Yeah. And it could just mm-hmm. wa- wander into literally feet away from the captain right. and yeah. yell at him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, now, do you think that this bubble was, like, was that one of the life forms of what lived on this space station? Or I think it was just, like, a probe of. Yes. You think it is the life uh... form? Yeah. Oh, okay. To, oh, that's, that's that was my initial yeah. read on it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's a it's like a bubble made of light. Right. And uh, when I think of transdimensional beings, <laughs> I can't think of a better yeah shape to to take. Now my my <laughs> question not? is if this bubble can just fly through space and survive anywhere, why does it need the space station? Space station. Yeah. I mean. But- <laughs> Wait up. That's fine. <laughs> Houses all the bubbles. It's where their sleeping quarters are. Yeah, exactly. Get yeah. real. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did, did they say if there was a bunch of them or just the one? I think they Data make it implies a... that there are many of yeah. them. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 So, um, I don't know. Maybe they can live outside for the space station for a little bit and then they go back and, yeah. and recharge. So, maybe it was a, like a communicator bubble. I have no idea. Right, actually. maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe um, they, they need the ship to like actually go between the dimensions. Oh, there you go. 
yeah. like, travel, stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. That's minutia. Yeah. That I don't um, really care about that much. Yeah. So, yeah, it's yelling at uh, Picard, mm-hmm. basically saying, like, state your purpose. Do you plan to leave life here? Right. Mm-hmm. And Picard says no. Mm-hmm. And the, the being says, then why did you leave it on the last place you guys were? Right. Yes. Which is, like, already kind of scary because, like, hold on. How do you even know about that? Right, exactly. You yeah. Know? Right. Right. Um, so he, he responds with, oh, those people sought the challenge of creating a new society and uh, our biological imperative whatever wording mm-hmm. he used said like you know we seed ourselves as widely as possible as like a survival mechanism yeah mm-hmm. uh and then he just kind of like gives his last decree just like do not interfere with my children right and then he leaves like kind of like accepting picard's answer saying oh, okay it's okay right without really yeah addressing it yeah before Wait, leaving though doesn't he make a stop at data Ooh, oh yes, yes. Yeah. yeah 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 so data yes. is there he comes he's going to leave the bubble is like trying to leave the bridge data is standing at this point and it stops sort of right in front of him and this is before they sort of figure out data's character and he's looking at this thing with awe basically mm-hmm. he's like totally awestruck which is an emotion so that's a problem but yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um you know and he basically say starts saying that oh it's trying to communicate with me and it wants to know if my purpose is for information exchange. Right. Um, and I thought the answer is sort of yes. I mean, yeah. kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um, sure. I mean, In the he, same way that that's people's purpose. Yeah. Too. Not his general Maybe. purpose, but it can be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So basically they stop at him and start. I What I think is like probing his mind. Right. Yeah. Like data collapses, but the, and the bubble's there. Um, yeah. And I think the whole purpose is just to try to talk with him and exchange ideas rapidly or something. I don't know. Right. Um, yeah. I think, I yeah. think later data says he knows everything that I know. So yes. it's it basically yes. just like scoured his, his data banks, which Brain. is a lot of yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's, so we leave that scene, I think with data collapsed on the bridge, mm-hmm. I believe. And mm-hmm. we check in down on the planet with the Edu. Correct. Um, and the rest of the away team. Right. So they're in the council chambers still where there's a lot of sexy things happening. A lot of, a lot of ass cheeks everywhere. Yes. Yep. <laughs> a lot of ass cheeks. Um, hairless, perfectly toned ass mm-hmm. cheeks. Yep. <laughs> um, yep. um, and Riker, I think, is talking to Worf. He comes up to Worf who looks like he's not having a great time and yeah. said something to him like, don't you... You know, aren't you happy? Don't you like pleasure, I guess? And Warp says something like, I'm I'm not considered with things of pleasure. I am a warrior. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Which is really interesting. And then Riker basically questions, questions him on this. He says something like, you know, well, if not pleasure, don't you enjoy sex? And he's like, yeah, of course, but human women are too fragile i would hurt them right essentially this is yeah. the most interesting concept in all of star trek what, oh yeah what wharf war, like or that Klingon Klingons sexual. have some kind of super violent sex they do. that would destroy Earthlings. yes they do you they do you haven't seen like the episodes with like the Klingon mating rituals they yes. basically fight they basically, it's like <laughs> yeah. they punch and, and bleed and, and yeah. And then poetry, there's like reading of poetry involved right. as yes, well. Yes, we learn that later yes. in later seasons. Yes. <laughs> the, uh, uh, the first time I watched this, this episode, so I, I stopped it right there. Mm-hmm. 
and I did some research. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Uh-oh, deep so, dive. So, <laughs> uh, Memory Alpha tells me uh, it was not uncommon to break multiple bones during Klingon amorous play. Right. In fact, fracturing a clavicle on wedding night was even considered a blessing for marriage. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, now, I, I went a little farther to uh, Klingon.org, where there is a uh, discussion, <laughs> argument, Wait a minute. whatever. Wait a minute. .org, so it's like a charity? I, I don't know, Okay, man. okay. I, I, but I will say the thread was titled Sexual Harassment and Rape Among Klingons, and I had to look. Oh, my God. Yeah. So... There's a lot of back and forth about some super nerds and the what it seems like ended the argument where everyone kind of agreed mm-hmm. was one user posted if a Klingon's marital violence reached levels that were considered abuse rather than foreplay, their partner would have likely just killed them. Okay. So it's <laughs> they, they kind of said, all right, we can't really have a sexual abuse mm-hmm. because it would end in death. So death. it would just be fine or murder. Right. That's very and interesting. I just, okay. uh, yeah, I just had to share because that's, that's, that's pretty good. We that's, do see some of this is. play out in later <laughs> seasons of the series with, um, oh, I can't remember her name right now, but basically uh, Alexander's mom. Yeah. Uh, War's partner. I can't remember her name. But yeah, we do see some of this like mm-hmm. sexual foreplay in the holodeck where they beat each other up. Oh, yeah. It's very strange. Oh, my God. Then you see a lot <laughs> yeah. of it in, in DS9 with Worf and Dax. Um, yeah. Because she, she c- can take it because she's, you know, mm. kick ass. Um, <laughs> so it's very interesting. Uh, yeah. Just, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy that there's that, that there is a Klingon.org. I'm going to go check this out. Like that. Yes. Yeah. And I hope it's like a 501c charity because that just yeah. <laughs> uh, would make me very they happy. They actually donate so, to so, people yeah. who have survived Klingon exactly. sexual abuse. Exactly. The two well, people who have survived, that's where their that, donations go. My next question is that does Worf assume this or has he like crushed a pelvis? <laughs> He's probably crushed a few a few human females. Yeah, that's that's insane. Because else, how would like, how would he know? You know, that's true. I'm sure yeah, they would point. react. Yeah. If you so yeah, he's destroy a person's he's, he's totally wrecked some human females before. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah. Um, oh, so anyway, yeah. moving on. So, um, <laughs> pretty much, you know, simultaneously. Um, Riker and Yar, um, just through conversation, find out that there's only one punishment for any crime on this world. Death. Yes. So prior to that, we should mention to you, prior to that, they Riker realizes that they've lost communication with the bridge. Oh, yes. Thank you. So they start sort of rounding up their people. Yeah. And they go, they see Tasha ta- talking with the two people we met earlier, and they're discussing, you know, the, the cultural norms and things, and they start talking about their loss. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Um, now about this, I'm pretty sure Tasha in the beginning of the episode said something, mentioned their laws. Yes. And it kind of seemed like it was her job to find this shit out. Yes. Yes. And she didn't do her job. She didn't do it. I think there's a throwaway line later that's like, well, didn't you read the, the, um, rules that we sent you? And I think she says yes, but it didn't state the... Punishment. Penalty? Yeah, right. Or something yeah, like that. Didn't say I anything could about be punishment. Wrong. Still, though, that I would be think my first that... question. Right. So yeah, I, yeah. we can talk about this in more depth later. But my biggest sort of like 
frustration with the episode is that I think everyone is in the wrong. <laughs> like Tasha, mm-hmm. definitely everyone from Starfleet is in the wrong here. Like T- Tasha definitely dropped the ball on this. It was her responsibility to to know this before they sent two away parties down, and especially like a child. You I know? agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. She should have asked more questions, probably. Um, yes. But yeah, yeah. They basically <laughs> say like we we have a bunch of laws, and there is only one punishment, and that punishment is death. Yeah. <laughs> like for every law, and the way that they enforce this is that they choose an area ra- at random to enforce the laws every day. Yeah. No one knows where it is or the when it will be zones, or how yeah. long. Right. And so everyone is on their best behavior at all times because they could be at any time in the zone where laws are enforced and you will die right. if you break any one of them. Right. Um, which actually I found out when I was first started grad school, I took these classes in like driving behavior mm-hmm. and that is a tactic used in some places for enforcing traffic laws. Like, total random enforcement at times a day like and it works like it definitely will slow down traffic because people have no idea if you're gonna get a ticket or not right um so anyways yeah yeah, imagine imagine how well it worked if the punishment was death oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) so good Uh (laughs) um Um, but basically they say like you know prior to have we yes these may seem harsh but prior to this we had a lot of disorder and people hurt each other and it was not a pleasant place to live and we yeah decided that this is the way we wanted to move forward and it works really well and you guys have seen that our place is idyllic and lovely and you know this is how we maintain that order right sorry if you don't like it mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah 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 now so oh yeah, sorry, go ahead. yeah go ahead no my, my, my question about these laws that change every day do mm-hmm. do the people do do the Edo set them or does like god transmit down like daily so uh, I think I should changes. clarify. I don't think it's the laws that change every day. I think it's where and the when zones. they're enforced oh, yeah, that yeah. changes they they, every day. They only so have the a laws handful are the of same. laws. Right, right, right. Yeah. The punishment okay. zones shift that's right. randomly. Right. Yeah. But is it God uh, now, telling them where to? Yeah, that's a it's, good question. It's not explained, but the mediators, who are essentially the police, yeah. do know. I don't know if they decide, but they know where and when they are. Okay. Yes. Interesting. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how they decide. Random number generator? Who knows? <laughs> right, exactly. Zone yeah. five yeah. today. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, so now uh, we cut back to Wesley and the other children. Of course, Wesley screws playing, shit up. God damn Wesley. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one of the guys... Oh, no. I th- Wesley asks, so, hey, go throw it ahead of me. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. he runs... And the guy th- totally throws it mm-hmm. to beyond this barrier that they know is like, Bad. I assume like an always punishment zone. Yeah, because there's like a white bar that seems like yeah. it's always there, right? Exactly. And they mentioned too, like, oh, we make sure to mark off things that you're not supposed to do with white fences. Yeah, so right. that people know. Right. Yeah. So I'm not entirely mm. sure. No, I know now. Okay, never mind. I was gonna say I don't know why the zones exist, but I got it. They I do got say now. too, like I think Tasha. Sorry, Tasha, we just to go back a second. Tasha mentions like who communicates this to visitors, and they're like, uh, no one. And again, like I think this is a situation where being ignorant of law, the law, even here in modern day the u.s doesn't make you exempt from the law um right. so it wasn't really their responsibility to communicate 
them. It was Starfleet's responsibility to ask and know well, and they, find they out. They did send the laws. They just they just didn't read the punishments. Right. So yeah. Or, or yeah. maybe send. I don't know. I don't know. But they just seem so offended. And in my brain, I'm like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> like, right. That's not their. You know, that is more your responsibility than theirs. But yeah. Um, no. No. Anyway, I agree. Yeah, um, I mean, <laughs> there there are some problems with the scenario though. It's like, why is the white? It's not even a fence. It's like a little bar. Like. Yes, why is it so extremely <laughs> low you know like yes. and and wesley also is is to blame because he like makes like a football dive like right into the like flower it's like a zone greenhouse. like yeah he, like he doesn't trip he like dives he like whoa so, like let me get this ball okay so i have a theory about this okay okay so not only did wesley uh, well first of all these kids have lived on this planet they know they know the deal yeah, mm-hmm. and this and this kid threw the ball to where Wesley would have to jump. Yes. into those flowers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First of all, you don't play ball near a thing that could get you killed. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But and this kid knows that. Oh, I see where theory's you know, going. <laughs> I think that Wesley was moving in on on this girl, mm. mm-hmm. and he basically made Wesley break the rule. I love that. That's a good theory. Like, here, you want this so, ball? Here, go catch it over yeah. here This that, at this area. Yeah. I like that. So, <laughs> it's, not like it, it's not like it, it, like, bounced and rolled over there. No, it was like, it still had plenty of air time yep. by the time it got to the to the danger zone, yep. punishment zone. Yeah. So, two I will seconds say, though, after, that the kid, I like that. that kid does take responsibility, though. He says, like, later on, he says, Wesley shouldn't be punished like i threw it and he says that a few times so yeah but he he already knows that the explanation they don't care matter. oh yeah, okay. yeah. maybe he's right. just a really good right. actor he's just he's, he's just like playing along yeah yeah it's an interesting <laughs> well, theory uh, i like that speak, mm-hmm. just just as like a minor deep dive thing the actor that played that kid mm-hmm. yeah uh became a stunt man uh, including a stunt driver and has worked on the last three fast and the furious movies wow nice way to go kid so so you All know right. This is where he got to start. And it all started yeah. from throwing that ball. He lives, yeah, he lives on the edge. Yeah. Not really <laughs> no, into yeah. anything. Thanks, Star Trek. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> um, so immediately after uh, Wesley crashes into this little, like, like, greenhouse thing, crushing some flowers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone is just taken aback, like, oh, my God, no, even though it's that one kid totally knows. Right. Uh, <laughs> so the police, who are called mediators, yeah. uh, show up. Mm-hmm. And Wesley automatically just said, oh, sorry. And he kind of, like, confesses or admits, whatever you want to call it. Right. And uh, so then they, they basically say, all right, well, we have some, some – uh, we have an admission of guilt. We have plenty of witnesses. Yep, yep. Time for death. Yep. It's so, <laughs> so good. good. And, like, the, the there's so many good quotes, but it's like uh, one of the guys says, it's always sad. Now doubly so, because like I guess like they're sad because Wesley didn't know, but yeah. I just thought that was a really funny line. Um, and and like what's funny about the scene is like everyone shows up in like five seconds, so like right. Rec- oh, oh yeah, <laughs> they all show up like like exactly five seconds after they exactly needed to. Like the cops show it's up, so and then Riker and um, Tasha show up, and and War, and um, yeah. Now the yeah. mediator, mm-hmm. the the cop, because there's only one punishment. Yeah obviously carries around a lethal injection right but it's so good yeah he just like he's wearing almost nothing and he has a little like belt tiny fanny pack yeah to where he just pulls out 
an exposed needle. Right. Like, like I would be terrified if I was carrying around a lethal. Oh, absolutely. Syringe. Yes. That's just like on my hip. And not, not There's only no, that, like, cover. but they pass it around like it's candy. Like, it's like, well, like uh, when like Riker looks at it, he's like, here, here, look at this. Like he's, he's pointing at like needle first, Natasha. It's like, be more careful. <laughs> like don't, yeah. don't like, inject yourself with that. It's crazy. Oh man. Um, <laughs> Nuts. So good. So um, I believe uh, one of them goes to grab Wesley. Yeah, correct. And uh, Riker takes him down really quick. Oh, yeah. Like, I, with he, like, almost judo no chops him. Yeah, it's like a good, like, Riker arm shove. Yeah, like, just, so like, good. shoves him down to the ground. <laughs> like, and now I'm trying, I'm thinking that the reason they didn't use the buff guys to be police mm-hmm. is because this would be less believable. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Riker's a pretty big dude, but yeah, maybe. Yeah, but he takes this guy down like super easy. And if he looked That's like true. Schwarzenegger, he'd be like, "Oh, come on!" Right, right, right. So yeah, I, now I get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, um, um, so everyone else phasers up, and they like say, "Don't you move, or we'll phase you." Even though I don't think these people would even know what a phaser is. Probably not. Yeah, so, probably not. Yeah, they're probably just like, what does that know. mean? Yeah. <laughs> but they do specifically say, oh, you're lucky this isn't a punishment zone anymore. Or else we'd, like, all, we'd be, all be. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. in like the second it needed to not be so that they could fight back, right. it magically disappeared. Right. <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah. Very yeah, then, convenient. Do they know? So I took that as it just changed two seconds before. Yes. Before. So Wesley crashed into the thing. It was punishment zone. And then two seconds later, they arrive. And then two seconds later, it changes. How did they know that? No, it was not necessarily a punishment zone. It's, oh, that the white fences are punished. Because it was behind the barrier, which is always off limits. Right. Oh, okay. But you know what? This logic kind of doesn't hold up because, like, wouldn't shoving down an officer be a... You know, break as bad as crushing some plants. Only right. if you're in a punishment zone. So you can murder someone as long as you're. I think so. See that? <laughs> I think that's how this this society works. Yeah. All laws are death, but only in the zone. We're only patrolling one zone at a time. Yeah. And we you you never know which one it is. I think that's the deterrent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I just love how you could like punch a cop in the face, right? As long as it's not the the correct time and place, right? It's like, I you're feel like fine. a criminal would also need to use a random number generator and be like, okay, today I will be in zone five, yeah, and I'm gonna hope that randomness is on my side. Right. And like, they just do that every time they commit a crime. Like and it was, it was just okay. in zone five earlier. So maybe I'll yes. go there now and uh, yes. hope it's not there again. Yeah. I, don't, uh, I, I think, yeah, it presumes that the citizens don't or can't know where it is. And that keeps everyone in line. Interesting. Oh, yeah, that's exactly how it's it works. Interesting. Yeah. So hmm. um, perfect. Cool. Yeah. So now Riker is uh, calling up for, for Daddy Picard to some save the day. Yeah. 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 Um, now, I... I must have missed something because the whole episode they could not contact up and now suddenly they can. What happened? The, the orb uh, leaves. Yeah. Okay. So this whole okay. time the orb has been like scanning data. Gotcha. Gotcha. And what's, or, uh, Crusher has like a stupid line that I wrote down. So uh, Picard asked something like, how long is he going to be unconscious for? And she goes, it could be minutes or hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so um, you just don't know. Okay. Basically, yeah. 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 So he could have said like, not sure. Um, okay. Yeah. I didn't piece that together. Yeah, that was the orb. So okay. I think the orb is keeping them from being able to communicate. And then as soon as that leaves, 
um, they get their communications back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, for whatever reason. So, um, um, now, is this begin where the captain and Data talk for, like, 20 minutes about what happened, or is that um, after they beam down, uh, the uh, captain beams down first and then goes back up? Yeah. Okay. Captain will beam okay. down first and yeah. then go back right. up Right, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so the captain beams down. Um mm. He's like, what the hell's going on here? You know, the the boy. Yeah. He, he 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 calls Wesley the boy like maybe thirty times this episode. Oh, yeah. He even addresses um, him to his face as boy. It's so good. Which is great. <laughs> what what's what have you say for yourself, boy? It's just like, okay. Yeah. It's kind of mean. Um Yeah. I, I yeah. would too. Yeah. I so, so, so they fill in the captain on what's happening. He's kind of baffled. Like, what do what do you mean? This is some backward shit. Um, yeah, which is again, I think, sort of wrong. Like he t- he basically calls them barbaric because yeah. um, they ask, like, you know, do you execute criminals? And he's no, we don't anymore. And blah blah. blah. Right. Um, and then they are offended by it. I think rightly they're like, well, I guess our barbarism is too much for you. Right. Um, right. Even though they've been seriously nothing but kind. And I. So again, like I just think in every step of the way that Federation and their response was sort of wrong to these people. <laughs> Well, um, well, yeah, there's a in this conversation, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, the Edo give Picard a way out that would solve everything and he'd be the good guy and everyone lives and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, L- literally, the, the words are uh, uh, so we are not yet as advanced as advanced as they are. And since you are advanced in other ways, too, I suggest you use your superior powers to rescue the Wesley boy. Mm-hmm. We will record him as a convicted criminal out of our reach, an advanced person who luckily escaped the barbarism of this backward little world. Right. Right. Do it. Right, exactly. Come on, yeah. Picard. I mean, they put a little stank on it, but yeah. And they, yeah. here's you know. the big problem with the episode is that Picard keeps on saying, well, I don't want to violate the prime directive. Directive. He already has. Yes. Because it... The, this is a pre-warp civilization. You're Do we know right. that for sure? I think so. Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, everything would point to pre-warp that. Pre-warp or has not had contact with pre-warp? I believe... Like, if other people have contacted them, is that okay? I don't... I think they're pre-warp think because so. yeah. uh, sorry, they don't I, I, imply yes, I, that they have any I, space I, traveling I power. They, they are pre-warp, but if other people have already contacted them, does that make it okay to visit? <laughs> I don't think so because it's still know. not Starfleet doing it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But the whole point was to like not like blow their minds and it, whatever. So it is. It, if they had been contacted by someone else, it would be okay. But then again, I don't know what I'm talking about. It's possible they have because they do seem pretty open with visitors. But yeah, but they still right. won't know about Starfleet. I don't know. Like, like it's yeah. the the prime directive states. Starfleet, but yeah, but like the Federation prime directive is. Do not make contact with a with a pre warp civilization, no matter what. And I oh. don't think they okay. have been because when Picard um, takes the girl back to the ship, she's mm-hmm. like, "Wow, you're like really advanced. You could just crush us in a second. So I don't yeah. think that they have seen something like this before, like a like a starship. Okay. So yeah, she says like this is like a city and right. You know, a great city in the sky and yeah. that sort of stuff. So that's yeah. my main issue with the episode is that he's so obsessed with breaking the prime directive, but he already has done that. You yes. know what I mean? It, yeah, he's he, he's now going to break it in like the most direct way I I can imagine. Right. And for a reason yeah. I don't know is that he uh, he brings an Edo girl up to the ship. Right. Mm-hmm. 
to show her her god right yes why did he do that yeah because i think he was trying to figure out what they knew about it Mm -hmm. so did they know was it an a being a single being a flying ship like i think he was trying to understand better how they understood it and if they knew anything else right about it. like can you shed some, start, some light as to what this thing is yeah, yeah, yeah how do it, you understand it how does it talk to you those sorts of things yeah. but would, she wouldn't didn't it be really cool if like your resident supercomputer would spend hours exchanging information <laughs> with him yeah right, exactly. yeah true i didn't think about <laughs> yeah. that it's like, no, but you're right. Like I think they're comes from that. Very good, so very wrong on so many levels. They bring this girl up there. It terrifies her. Also, I wrote down too. Like, are they ever cold? Because she's walking around the ship with like no clothes. Oh, on, she must be. She must be freezing. Be freezing on, 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 all the on time. The yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I like. They keep. They say like we're not going to let you execute the boy. We think that your laws are barbarous. We ours are better. But we also can't interfere, but we're going to interfere. So right. it's like they didn't – everything they did was sort of yeah, not I, the right thing to do. Yeah. But they keep on saying, okay, uh, to to the Edo girl who's like scared of her own – seeing her own god. Mm-hmm. It's like h- how do you recognize it? Yeah. And I don't uh, – knowing that, I don't see how that helps the situation. Yeah, because she she said that she had seen it before, right, somehow? Like it, it, it like appears to them she, down she on the planet. Knew it, right? Yes, I, right. I thought they were trying to figure out like how they first arrived and if they present how they presented themselves to right. the Edo. But we don't That's get those answers, right? About. Like there's no, there's no she answers. doesn't tell them anything. No. Yeah, because because like, yeah. uh, Space Hitler comes over and says, "You have to return my child." Right, and it gets like closer and looks kind of intimidating. Right, so mm-hmm. they quick they quickly beam her back. Yeah, and then. Yes. Hitler backs off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I, I just don't like if she had said, oh, yeah, he's come to us before. How would that solve anything we're talking about? It, it wouldn't. But it wouldn't. I, I, just, I don't I don't understand what the intent was. Yeah. There. I, I so I assume this thing just showed up one day. It's like I'm going to rule over you now. Here's what you need to do to be a I better society you, and then that's yes, while it's yeah. done for the last i don't know hundred thousand years something yeah. like that i i, yeah. I, don't, I don't know i assume um, that maybe I, yeah. it brought things that advanced them technologically and right. they didn't understand but it gave them and sure that's why they uh, worship it i don't know maybe. i i was under the assumption that it was their creator that could also be like oh maybe it could be yeah okay yeah that's possible yeah hitler yeah um <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah so data is now saying like i guess it gives a little bit of background because he Mm -hmm. knows more than everybody right yeah uh saying that this uh this the people on the ship uh claim ownership of the star cluster okay right uh so that's they just i don't know if i don't know what governing body decides (laughs) who gets to do whatever but they seem either above or out of sight of that right Mm -hmm. yeah they're definitely Um, doing their own thing they're definitely doing their yeah 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 but see if that's the case then wouldn't they have been mad about the other world and like hey don't put people here i think they were actually I think they were like kind of upset about yeah. them colonizing the other but planet, they let it happen, and that's why though. they were like. So it's like, couldn't, yeah. couldn't they just showed up and been like, blast the Enterprise, and it, and that's it? You know what I mean? Probably. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they didn't take it such an active role because it was uninhabited. Yeah, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. 
But then will this giant space god thing just go over there now and try to like rule those people too? I hope so. You know? That would be a really Probably. interesting continuation that'd be, that'd be interesting, of this right? story. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wonder what their clothes would look like. Right. <laughs> it's like the same outfit, but just like just like red. Like it's like the same. Yeah, same like, outfit. they're all crotchless. Yeah. It's the same outfit, but this time they just cut the crotches mm-hmm. out or something. Yeah, it's uh, so weird. So good. Um, so <laughs> they just had yeah. to up it, take it to the yeah. next level. <laughs> so, Data in this scene is pretty annoying. <laughs> I normally don't say that. But he mm-hmm. just keeps on talking about how he's babbling and like it just yes. becomes kind this of is definitely filler. Dumb. Um like Well Picard tells him he's babbling. Right. Because he, he kinda him. goes yeah. on and on about things that aren't super necessary to the advancement of the plot. But in this sense so I, I get that. That joke kinda lasts a little bit too long. In this in this scene, to me, I, yes. I don't know. Be, mm-hmm. Well, it's it, it it's a joke in a in a in a scene that doesn't accept jokes, right? Because yes. it's Picard trying to figure out how to get Wesley back, right? But what Wesley's mom just freaking out, being a mom about it, right? Mm-hmm. Justifiably so. I mean, and, you know, yeah, yeah. And then in the middle of it, he's making a weird like semantic joke, right? Like you're right, I do talk too much, right? It's like what? It's like it just doesn't doesn't quite fit. Yeah, it didn't. yeah. And this scene lasts so long that at you know after the break it continues and data just visits the captain in his quarters. And I'd yes. never seen that happen yes. before on a Star Trek episode where it's just a conversation cliffhanger. And, but like, it's just keep on talking. Oh, yeah. It's so weird. I didn't, I didn't notice that. Yeah. yeah it's such a yeah. weird, like final act, like scenario. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Just very, 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 very strange. So, so um, speaking yeah. of this scene, when we come back out of the uh, commercial break, yeah. uh, this is one of the Picard Emmy moments. Yes. Where uh, Data asks if he would sacrifice one life to save a thousand, because now we're under the assumption that uh, Data actually made a pretty good point. If we break our own rules, right. like the Prime Directive, right. which we're assuming we haven't broken already, right. uh, by just overpowering and taking Wesley by force... Then this godlike creature may see us as deceitful and, and retaliate, right. do something about it. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, so here's the thing. Star Trek to me is at its best when it's exploring ethical and moral dilemmas. Right. But because they invented this god character, which was not part of the original script that Roddenberry put in later. Right. Uh, which he has so oftenly been known to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this, this God character takes the ethics out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, now we're just like, okay, how do I, how do I deal with the situation when I don't have all the power? Right. Like that's a very good point. Yeah. Cooler. Yeah. Cause yeah. Cause so the, uh, the Edo people are saying, uh, what do they say? Oh yeah. So you guys are so powerful. Please don't do this to us. Study what we were before peace was reached with these laws. Right. Mm -hmm. That's enough of a wrestling with concept. Yeah. Yeah, If Picard had all the power to do either one, what would he choose? Right. But instead, they force his hand with a weird god Hitler. So it's not interesting. That's a great point because, like, instead of letting all the humans talk about it and kind of, of, you know, come up with, like, maybe, like, a compromise or something? Yeah, they they, oh. they throw in just this god entity who can just that actually yeah. 
puts the last couple monologue pieces in better context too i'm realizing so just to like skip ahead a little bit um, i mean we're basically there, there. Becomes, yeah yeah there becomes this discussion of like what justice is right and they're like you know we the people on the planet are like you know we demand justice for our laws yeah and then Riker comes through and says like what of justice for wesley and it didn't make sense to me because justice for wesley would be punishment because he did do he did violate well, their law but the next line is something like you know justice is not as meaningful when laws are abs absolute like we never think about them in black and white like the gray area yeah. is where you actually do find justice right like life, life is an exercise in exceptions yeah right. yes exactly right. exactly and they say like you know uh when when have laws ever been as simple as a rule book basically so that's like the right. big heady idea of the episode but like without the god character that actually is a better the, that's a better context for interpreting like these lines because it's talking about you know how do people resolve these issues when yes, something has been violated, but there is a justifiable reason or an extenuating circumstance in this, like in this particular Absolutely. case. Um, yeah. But yeah, mm -hmm. but the God character removes all of that and just forces their hand and says like, Nope, we're just going to do what we need to do. So they're not, they are wrestling with violating their prime directive, but also not right. Because way. it basically forces them, you know, okay, now we're scared of being destroyed. So it's kind of like, yes. you know, it makes that the threat instead of and not the prime directive right. the, upholding their own morality right you know like i think mm -hmm. maybe the idea is that like the content of people's characters is how well they abide by their own values right like i think about actually okay this is sort of a, a different parallel but as a sort of like modern day parallel i think that the people who uh are like the modern day terrorists and neo-nazis and stuff mm -hmm. will be our society's test of our belief in the right to free speech like sure if you believe in that right then you believe in it for everybody regardless of the fact that what they're saying is horrible and deplorable right. you know and like sure. and those sorts of things but they're sort of a test on how well we adhere to our own principles yeah, um but so it wouldn't be a test if a god came down exactly and said right yeah yeah you right. have you know? yeah yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah. yeah so anyways oh um, yeah i'll get off my uh, heady, oh, no, heady no. moment but that's sort of the connection that i saw to like modern day you're totally 100 you know? right and um dan you dan you mentioned the uh roddenberry adding the god in um yeah. he did that also for for the pilot episode for tng um encounter at far point oh, yeah so there was like a really great script and then he was like okay well i'm gonna add in q which is like a godlike character character and to kind of like jumble things up and it's like well no, like but then the, the, the other writers were like well no we have this good script why doesn't need a why doesn't need like a jester godlike character um yeah and it, it and that was probably the weirdest nonsensical part of like that whole two-part yeah, pilot we will episode. Cover that yeah. episode at some point um yeah so but he's okay, known I, I he's been known to do that several times he I, he loves the like god like human interaction thing but it doesn't mm. always work for this reason like right here yeah well, i i don't know enough about q to really comment mm -hmm. but if adding a god allows another type of ethical dilemma i get it and it's uh, i think i've seen some clips where i thought q kind of presented some possibilities that wouldn't be possible without that character right yes yes that's the only way i could excuse that right correct 
but but just like I'm I'm just saying in general, he's known to do this yeah. this kind of storytelling mm-hmm. where it's like we'll put humans against something that they don't know what it is, and like, but yeah, yeah the 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 message gets muddled, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sadly. Um, oh yeah. So uh, sorry. Just uh, just to go back. Uh, when Data said, you know, would you sacrifice one life to save a thousand? Yeah. Picard's big Emmy speech thing was like, I refuse to let arithmetic decide questions like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's but... not arithmetic. It's it's ethics. Right. Like, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Yeah. And also, I just have to mention, during that entire conversation... <laughs> Data at the 38 minute mark. If you really guys, if you guys really want to check this out, mm-hmm. uh, Data's eye makeup on his left eye is like missing. I, I noticed something was wrong. But is, is, is that what? Yes, yes. yes. It it's, looks it's like, like his it eye like died. He, yeah, it, it looks like he just he wiped his eye and no one on set caught. Yeah, he has like a malfunction. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's super weird no, looking. Yeah. It, it's just it's just flesh color yeah. underneath one eye, and I it it was super. Yeah, that was weird. Super distracting. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. yeah, so uh, so Picard's down there, and he finally decides, it's like, all right, we're not gonna let him kill Wesley, right? Spoiler, um, yeah. sadly. So we're we're just gonna get the hell out of here, mm-hmm. and he can't, right? They they can't transport out. So mm-hmm. obviously, Hitler is saying, no, you can't go. So then Picard just like shouts to the the heavens about his whole like. Uh, that life is an exercise is, an exception. Yeah. Yeah. What is justice? Yeah. Those sorts of things. And, and then it doesn't even really respond. It just lets them go. Yeah. It fades away. Yeah. And then like, that's it. The end. Yeah. And yeah, I hate that because nothing is resolved. There's no, yeah. Like, and they run away the yeah, bad guys. Right. I think that Starfleet in this instance was absolutely the bad guys. I don't, I mean, I don't know what else they would have done. I don't, certainly don't think they would have let Wesley live, but it was their ignorance that led them th- to here. And then they violated all their own rules and called the people that yeah. hosted them barbarous. Right. And then peace out. And they just run away <laughs> like, without what? really saying anything else and fly away. And they're all like happy. Yeah. And like, okay, we did that mission. Next one. And it's just like. Yeah. what like it's it's never answered you know like i mean they should have never even made contact with these people yeah well, uh, yeah it's also like picard's decision didn't matter they just had to convince the god right about to let what him go justice is right yeah which which we didn't even know was the conflict until the last three seconds of the episode exactly right like is that what the god was waiting for it must have been because like maybe maybe the god was waiting to see what Earth's version of justice was, which it would have known because it scanned Data's brain. You know what I mean? Right, true. Yeah. So it would That's have known true. that and been like, Oh, okay, here's how they see things. You can yeah. go now. You know? It's like such a non ending. Yeah. It's so weird. It's like so yeah, I think I think weird. they just didn't know what to do. They just like we wrote this really good scenario. And we don't know how to get out of it. So we're just going to have them leave. <laughs> I wonder what the editing would have been yeah. like without the God character. Like, do they have a lengthy, lengthy discussion with the people about sort of how the laws and rules work in human earth society? And like, yeah. they come um, to an agreement. Like, the original you know, story uh, had the punishment zones only apply to some people um, mm-hmm. that were like not exempt from them. 
Yeah. And then there was these people revolting. Uh, and then I believe one of them like took over and kind of like instilled his own tyranny. Yeah. Wow. And so it was like, it was a completely different story. Com- wow. Like, that just sounds totally way different. Yeah. 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 All right. So yeah. So Roddenberry uh, and other guy uh, added the God character and sexied up the Edo, <laughs> you know, yeah. cause that was the best <laughs> which part. Was a, yeah. yeah. Which was definitely an appropriate match for I the know. tone of the I know, show. Right? Yeah. It doesn't make, it doesn't <laughs> so make any weird. sense. Yeah. I don't know. It's so weird. That's so, so weird. It would have been weird. I mean, I think the that tone would have worked well if they would have made maybe a sillier episode about romping around on on the planet or something but it wasn't it was very serious i mean one of the main characters was gonna die right like and that's the that's the tone that it took was like couple that with awkward sexy times and it's like wait what i don't understand yeah i know (laughs) well well, speaking of that uh the one of the writers uh john df black who also happened to write shaft oh well uh, my hero then Perfect. A- yeah. After the after the story got uh, bastardized mm-hmm. by Roddenberry and cronies, uh, he instead went by a pseudonym, Ralph Willis. Nice. He did not want his name on this. Wow. Good for him. So good. Yeah. That's, that's, that's wow. integrity right there. I like I like that. Yeah. That's integrity. Yeah. yeah. No, that's good. That's good. So yeah. that's the episode. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. a doozy. That being said, I, <laughs> yeah. I love it because it's just so bonkers. Me too. <laughs> but it's, it's so just not good, especially the ending. It's such a such a mess. It's such a mess. Yeah. Um, yeah. And here, like, it's a perfect example of where like the fun, heady concepts and and Star Trek can just go wrong and just not mm-hmm. work. Like, and sometimes they work so well, and then other times it's just like, yeah. what are you thinking? Like, what what is this? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> So, I love it. I still love it though. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, we know. had the pleasure of getting a lot of Dan deep dives during the episode. Uh, do you have any more for us? Um, uh, just just a couple minor ones. Um, so the setting uh, has been used in Star Trek a million times. The uh, yeah. the garden from uh, Menasha Troy. I knew. Uh, I, I was about to say. It, I, I knew it had to it be. It looks like Epcot yeah. to me. I was just yes. human. Does well, it look it like Epcot totally to you? Like Epcot, yeah. Yeah, it was also that that same setting has been used a million times, yeah. uh, including some of my favorites were uh, it was the Palace Gardens from Coming to America. Awesome. Oh, uh, nice. Awesome. It is. It is Eagleton from Parks and Rec. Nice. OK. And it's awesome. also the awesome. setting for the movie Biodome. Oh, man, this place is just I love all of those I need to go find things. This place. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Legit. Can we visit there Isn't on like a, a water, podcast? It's like a uh, water, water, water reclamation. Trip? Yeah. Plant. <laughs> It's a water so, treatment plant. I don't know, I don't know how awesome it would be to like. Where is it located? Uh, California. I forget exactly where. Oh, we need to. Right. We well, need to fund a tour of this place. We we, we have to I go totally out agree. And record <laughs> yeah. like an episode live on property. So yes. that'd be great. Oh, that would be so. <laughs> that would be so good. good. I love it. I would, miss podcast field yeah. trip. Yeah, <laughs> I would definitely try to find a zone. Yeah. And, breakthrough yeah. uh greenhouse or something <laughs> a barrier uh the only yeah. other little tiny thing i have is that the story editor was tracy torme mm-hmm. who is the son of popular jazz crooner mel torme wow hmm. the guy who uh wrote chestnuts roasting in an open fire all that kind yeah. of stuff right yeah. yeah that's awesome so uh, that's cool his, his son edits stories for bad star trek talent episodes, so, runs in the know. family you know i mean it's not right. falling so far <laughs> that's awesome. from the tree <laughs> That's very cool. But uh, yeah, that's that's what I got. That's very cool. All right. 
Um, cool. Yeah. Um, what do we have planned for next time, Newman? Um, so next time we will be talking about The Child, um, which is a infamous episode for many reasons. Um, Troy gets impregnated by a space being, um, mm-hmm. and it's just bonkers. Uh, consensually? Yep. Uh, no. Yeah. Ooh, no. no. Love it already. It's the first appearance of the Riker beard. Yeah, yes, it is. Which is just momentous. I mean, uh, yes. <laughs> and it's um, episode one of season two. So, yes. uh, kick off. Of Star Trek yeah. Next Gen. Yeah. yeah. So, kind of like was oh. a weird era for that show because Crusher had left um, for, for yeah. just that season. And I think Tasha, this is the season where Tasha gets killed, I'm pretty she sure. She dies at the end of season one, two. so she's she's already dead by this point. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Right. Um, um, so, it was, a weird, it was a weird season. Low, low budget mm-hmm. season. It was almost canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the child, if y'all want to, uh, watch and, and listen with us. So, yeah. all right. That sounds good. Um, um, great. Oh, uh, well, what else do we have coming was up? Was it worth the voyage? We gotta, gotta do that first. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, if anything alone, just to check out the wacky, bizarre costumes. Oh, and I, I actually didn't mention this during the episode, but, um, there's a, Another podcast that I found on Instagram mm-hmm. that talks all about Star Trek fashion, and I think it's called the Star Trek Fashion Podcast. Um, they have, and I haven't heard any of their stuff, but I've seen their Instagram account, and I think that they would be very into this episode. And I think that we should reach out and try to make that's friends awesome. With them. I will, so, I will listen anyways, to them. Yes, yeah, yeah. Worth the voyage. Check out Star Trek Fashion. And uh, yeah, Dan, what about you? I'm gonna say no. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it was. It was. It was close to a yes. But, like, I don't know, just the aesthetics of how bad it looked in the beginning, especially with the clothes, and then the serious plot holes and sloppiness at the end just kind of ruined what could have been a good dilemma. Sure. So, right. yeah, no, I'm not going to yeah, say no. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really advance any of the characters or long story arcs of the series either. Yeah. So I could see that. But I just love it because yeah, I'm like, weird. Yeah. They had the yeah. opportunity to kill Wesley and they didn't right, take there you it. Go. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good Absolutely. point. I'm against all the crushers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Newman, was it worth your voyage? You know, as much as I love this episode personally, um, especially the fashion and just the weirdness about it, I, I kind of have to say no because it's just not a good ending. It's just really sloppy yeah. and lazy. Um, as much as I want to recommend it, I just, I can't, it doesn't really add anything to the show as a whole. You are sticking by your morals. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, just like the episode did not do. Um, yeah. And I mean, as much as like people should see the fashion, I can't recommend the episode. So just, you know, image search, uh, you know, that the outfits, and then you'll get the okay. <laughs> get the best of both. Yeah. So, but yeah, but no, I, I can't I can't recommend it. No. Okay. Sadly. All right. That's fair. So that's fair. Yeah. So bummer. Yeah. Um. Cool. So um, <laughs> all right. That that uh, like this 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 episode gives gives a gives a weird vibe. It does. It does. I don't like it. Yeah. It wasn't bad enough to be terrible, but it also wasn't any good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Mm. And as as much as I don't care about like action anymore you know like i can watch just like straight up like melodrama all day i feel like this Mm -hmm. episode needed something a little bit like you know actiony in it just something like a 
a, mm-hmm. a phaser blaster, like two something. judo chops, right? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> it just it, a ball toss. Yeah, it yeah. it <laughs> had like no momentum, and, and like I said, the the weird like um, break and it goes back to the same conversation was very strange to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. So yeah, listeners, uh, we are starting a journey into Patreon. Um, yeah. By the time you're listening to this, we should be live on Patreon. Um, Give us your laugh. Yeah, so, <laughs> so if you go to <laughs> patreon.com slash make it so so podcast, um, you will see our Patreon page. Um, we have two tiers currently a $1 tier and a $3 tier. Um, the $3 Ooh. tier is Admiral Status. So, um, <laughs> um, and basically it's just a way for us to give premium content to those who want it. And don't worry if you don't sign up for it, the show will, will still exist in its current form, you know, for and the foreseeable for, yeah. you know, future. Um, but if you do want some more content, um, that's kind of who this is aimed for. And, you know, you'll also be, yeah, we're talking mini episodes yeah. and and, yeah. and uh, you know, I'm, reviews, yeah, I'm going to like uh, read some some content and review some things. Um, so it, it's it's really meant to be more fun if you want more fun, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, we're being very transparent. Um, we do have monthly costs for the show, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, we're happy to keep paying. But, you know, <laughs> we also would greatly appreciate um you know, yeah. any love you could throw away. And even like a dollar a month goes a long way in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, cool. yeah, we're going on this. So, now, yeah. If someone had any, like, questions about this, how would they contact us? You know, great thing you should ask because we have several <laughs> avenues. Um, one being on Twitter, uh, at Make It So So Cast. Um, you can find us at our home on the web, Make It So So Podcast.com. Or you could email us at make it so so podcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, anything you want to ask us is pretty much on the table. Um, uh, you know, yeah. almost anything. Yeah. So, you know, we, we love getting questions and feedback. And yeah, if you have specific questions about the Patreon, feel free to ask us on there too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like we said, we're trying to be really transparent about it and, um, for us, our main goals are to sort of offer more things to people who like that sort of stuff and yeah. cover some operating, operating costs if possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. And go from there. Not to, you know, we want to g- keep offering the same great podcast to our listeners. Because um, I, I know there's like a lot of online content creators that I follow online and it sort of sucks once they decide that they can make money off things and stop offering, you know. Yeah the thing that you like yeah. and that's how I we're not that, doing so. that um, this the, the, the yeah. show will still exist in in this way yes, exactly. so yeah. you know yeah. don't we're all gonna quit our jobs yeah. and do this full-time yeah if uh, i could yeah, do that then i will but yeah um, i need you all to support me full-time by yeah <laughs> so but yeah you know uh, not so true. uh visit, visit visit the patreon and give it give it some thought so we really really appreciate cool. it cool yeah Awesome. So there we have it. Yeah. Season three, episode Getting one. In the books. Absolutely. It's awesome. Cool. Cool. All right. Anything else, guys? I think that's it. Uh, just yeah. a big thank you for listening, everyone. We're, we're reaching uh, 4,000 lifetime views, so or listens. Ooh. So really, wow. really appreciate that. Thank you. Cool. So. All right. All right, then. Until next time, everybody. Yeah. Yep. See you then. Bye.
Sí.